This is Tony Rosario from the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio, and this is our disclaimer. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only. Hector and myself and our guests are now responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Hector, myself, and our guest as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements are based solely on assumptions, opinions, and actual results may vary from any such statements. No reliance should be placed on any statement said on date of this radio show. Now stay tuned and enjoy, and thank you for listening. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on unionpowerradio.com. He's on mute. <laughs> He's on mute. Yeah, you're on. Welcome. Well, my bad. Whoa, whoa. Saw that noise in the background. Ryan, please mute your mic. Mute your mic. Welcome to our show. Uh, we are here on Union Power Radio, the What the Heck Show. And uh, we're doing Zoom Live. We're doing uh, the MixLR app. It's all going right now. Today is Sunday, January 23rd. And we got a good show lined up for you today. We're going to be speaking uh, about a couple of things, uh, uh, first being one of the transition from the uh, Sean O'Brien and the rest of the team going into transition, and one of the meetings I had, I believe they had already or planned. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, what's can, up? Can, before, you start, before you start that, can you speak about the guy, Victor, that um, Rocky the Apollo was speaking about? Can you... We usually save that for the end of the show. Oh, you saving it for the end? Yeah, but he's okay. he haven't been around. he's he haven't been around, so that's why he didn't understand. But that's <laughs> listen. We're definitely going to talk about all the sad stuff at the end, so that you know we could talk. Oh, okay. About, you know, Sorry but about uh, that. no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so good afternoon, Teamsters of Local Eight Hundred Four and Teamsters listening around the country. Uh, we're going to welcome some guests here. We got our as usual our host Hector Fortis, our our producer and host, the Big Bad Wolf from Brush Avenue. We got Jamie Holligan from uh, Brooklyn. Thank you, Jamie Holligan, for showing up. Showing up uh, early I, at that. I, I, at Before that, you. Yeah. yeah. And I see we got Antoine Andrews there. Antoine Andrews, welcome, brother. He's also from Foster Avenue in Brooklyn. We got Ryan Fontana. 
And I see Jacqueline Azilde. What's up, Jacqueline? How are I you like doing? me some Jacqueline. I like me some Jacqueline, too. She's good. I she's like her. Uh, she's uh, 251, right? No, she's uh, from uh, the Teamster Sisters. To get a still picture. Come on, Jacqueline. We, we want to see you look <laughs> She's from uh, the Teamster Sisters. Yeah, I know she was one of the uh, founders of the Teamster Sisters, but I believe she's also at a local 251, no? 251 is, is no, is, that's in Rogue Island. She's in California. Oh, she's in Cali. Okay. Yeah, she's a Cali Jacqueline. Girl. Jacqueline, are you going to say something? She's on mute. Okay. But, uh, Jacqueline, you're on mute. Yeah, once she, once she gets off mute, I guess she'll say hi. Right. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. So uh, welcome, welcome, Antoine Andrews. What's up? Good afternoon, everyone. What's up, brother? I'm glad up, Ant Ant uh, Antoine is on because we can talk about the uh, Martin Luther King uh, holiday that we are all uh, there for. To, you know, on Monday, we had a big rally across the local and across so the country. Saying, I couldn't talk about it? Yeah, <laughs> you could talk about it. <laughs> I, I don't understand what you're trying to say, Hector. You, you and I both, Jamie, I, I, could, I could talk about it, too. I mean, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> anyway, yes, welcome to the show, Antoine. I, I, I text Antoine personally. I wanted him on because I think he gave a good speech uh, the day of the MLK movement. Um, we had a, as everybody on here knows, we spoke about it last week. There was a National Day of Action. Uh, all teams from across the country were um, standing out in solidarity about making Martin Luther King Day an official holiday. So, Antoine, if you don't mind, you want to talk a little bit about your experience on that day? Yeah, so it was it was a great experience. And um, myself and many, I'm, I'm sure you guys, are you guys there? Yeah, yeah we have. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm actually on my way to go and purchase a new phone because my phone is just doing a lot of crazy stuff so it just left the screen so hopefully i can finish before my phone shuts off or whatever but anyway it was um a great day i'm excited about it i'm sure everybody on this call is excited about this campaign with um making mlk day a paid holiday and one of the, one of the things that i emphasize is that you know of course the company should recognize the dream of martin luther king and also, it's not a, not for just a day off, it's a day for us to reflect on Martin Luther King's dream and everything that he stood for. He was a main part of the labor movement back in the, the early the earlier days. And we should take that opportunity, along with the company, to reflect on Martin Luther King's vision, his dream, and everything that he stood for, which was justice for all people, equality for all people, and you know, continuing the labor movement. And one of the things I also emphasize is by us signing a petition, it's us maintaining and continuing Martin Luther King's legacy. So it was a wonderful day. And I saw a lot of pictures from across the country, from California to Iowa, to Idaho, um, Brooklyn, New York, where we all stood in solidarity to show the company that this is what we want. You know what? What I can't understand that so many years went by, and Martin Luther King's birthday was always on uh, January seventeenth, and all of a sudden, everyone now wants to make this a holiday. I mean, this should have been done years ago. That it should have been a holiday because it is a it is a, a holiday period uh, for the whole United States, and why the unions didn't throw that you know throw that into 
the mix as a, a holiday for the unions also. And that's well, I mean, shot. Yeah, well, not to cut. Sorry to cut you off, Hector, but Sean O'Brien is taking, you know, grabbing the bull by its horn and pushing this campaign. That's one of, as we all know, that's one of his agendas. Uh, going into uh, his uh, his pre- presidency with the IBT, and it's great. I mean, a lot of people don't know because a lot of questions were asked. Well, why not Veterans Day and why not Election Day and why not this day? Um, you know, just for the listeners who may not know, this was something that was proposed at the delegates convention and it was voted on. So, you know, and it was voted up. So now, you know, teamsters across the country is taking the lead on this campaign for Martin King's Day to become a paid holiday and a day for us to reflect on his vision and dreams. And to me, I mean, there's a lot of people that we should recognize who have fought uh, for equality, who have paid the way for us all here. And Martin Luther King was was one and that we decided to take on, and which is great. I don't mind taking on other campaigns and for other great leaders who have paved the way for us. But Martin Luther King seems to be the one that we're taking on first, which is a, a wonderful thing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate those kind words. You got you. You really did a great job um, on that day. I I thought our business agent, also Mr. Dave Cintron, came down yeah. with, his, with his truck, and he was actually playing the "I Have a Dream" speech over the loudspeaker, which was pretty pretty tremendous. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it was it was really really uh, a beautiful thing to see, and I think it's a uh, I think it's about time that a day like that. And our brother. Gonzalo Cousin online says uh, there are many places closed on Martin Luther King Day. A lot of businesses, schools. I mean, there's no reason really for the companies to stay open like like UPS and other companies um, delivering that day when when so many things are closed. So that also, you know, is something to think about. Um, Joan Elaine Miller. I hate when people do that. Just like when BLM became a movement everyone goes what about blue lives matter always I hate well, it. You're, you're always gonna have that unfortunately um jacqueline azilde is actually local 1932 i think she put there and she says she's trying to unmute but the settings aren't yeah, letting but, her no what if happens is yeah what no i don't have her on mute she can un, oh. she could unmute herself but the thing is she's gonna have to reset the phone is gonna ask her do she wants to go on you know, on her phone as a, uh, you know, Wi Five, and then it'll go, it'll take her out. She's got to have to reset everything. But she okay. is from local 1932. That's in California. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like a, a year. I'm, yeah. No, that was not the year. That was the local <laughs> 1932. Welcome, brother Greg Kerwood. What's up, guys? What's going on, going? Greg? Back, uh, back Greg. from the, right from Detroit. Right. That's right. You were on the steering committee, right? I was. How did it go? A lot, <laughs> a lot of steering. A lot of going steering. On. So you you went there for one day. You like took a trip in the morning, and then you was back on the plane at night. Yep, I flew out at uh, five forty in the morning and got back just before midnight. And just for un- people to understand, when he's in the steering committee and the TDUs, that's all his expense. It's not, you know, no one's making, no one's paying him to do any of this. This is Craig. He does. This is his flight. He pays for his flight. And if he would have stood there at a hotel, he would have to stay there. And that's with all the steering committees. So, you know, everybody says TDU pays for this. They don't got money for this. They don't got money for that. But I'm telling you right now, and you can say I'm wrong. 
you pay for all this yourself. Except for lunch, yeah, pretty much. Just for lunch? Yep. Which is probably Taco Bell. Uh, it was, in fact, tacos, but it was not Taco Bell. I knew it. But uh, how, how, how was your first time going to the steering committee there? Did you, uh, you guys, uh, you know, I was, gonna, I was just telling Tony about how Sean O'Brien is sticking to his word. And the reason I say that is because he had a meeting with uh, with the guys with packages, and it was a meeting in Washington D.C. at the IBT uh, headquarters, uh, the palace. And let it behold, TDU was there, and that yep. that shows me that Sean O'Brien committed to the fact that he says TDU ain't going nowhere, and you can show it right in those pictures that TDU is not going anywhere because TDU was, was the first time in that meeting ever when when the Hoffer uh, people were there. So that that that's that's something you got to think about, guys, that, you know, Sean O'Brien is going to keep his word and continue doing what he's doing to make this union a better union. Right. And there's quite a few. I think there's four, four or five people were there. You said the steering committee. What is the steering committee? What is you, that? You steer. You steer the committee. <laughs> you decide what the group's going to do and how, how we're going to do it. So Jacqueline now is unmuted, and now she can. we can hear her voice. There uh, you go. I was trying, and it said the host needs to unmute you, and uh, I'm trying. So here I am. I logged out. Log back on. So I just want to say good morning to all my brothers and sisters. Um, I'm Jacqueline uh, from Teamsters Local 1932 in California. And I'm happy to be here. I'm always trying to watch a show. I, I learned so much. Uh, so many different cases that are out there and happening. And, and it just, you know, the, the good fight always goes on. And so it's good to learn and be on board with all my brothers and sisters. So I just wanted to say hello and um, support your your radio and everything that you do for our brothers and sisters out there well thank you jacqueline we appreciate you too um before you mute yourself i wanted you to talk a little bit about the group that you started the teamster sisters i know you're one of the founders and maybe you could let some of our listeners know and, and we love from for our our female listeners especially uh that are union activists to you know to look up to people like yourself and other strong female activists that are out there because the truth is in a lot of our locals there's not many so it's always nice to hear from you Oh, she's sure. now. Oh, wow. There I am. <laughs> hey, Jamie. <laughs> uh, definitely. No, yeah. So, you know, um, being part of um, uh, my local, you know, and, and getting involved, I we started seeing that there is a definitely a need to have a lot of our sisters in leadership positions. You know, we we look at the uh, leadership at the international level. And I mean, currently we only have one woman, uh, which is Kim, Kim Schultz. And so the idea behind it was, man, how come we don't have a lot of our sisters out there? What is what is the reason why a lot of our sisters don't run for office, whether it be a shop steward or they're out there being business agents or even on the executive board? And so um, as as ourselves, you know, we got to kind of take blame for that because, it, you know, we as sisters, we need, we need to empower each other. Um, you know, we can't point the finger when we're not doing anything about it. So we created Teamsters Women United, Kimberly Schultz, who is the uh, VP at the international level, and myself uh, being a rank and file member. 
And we went out there and we did an outreach uh, to everyone that is a Teamster and even from other lo- uh, other unions, our sister unions. And we created Teamsters Women United and pretty much highlighted the percentage of women that are currently members at the you know, um, internationally. And so I believe at that point, we thought it was like around 30%, but now it's gone up to, uh, I believe a little bit over 41%. And to see that we only have one woman at the international level was kind of devastating. So we started a nice little campaign. We did t-shirts and we did an outreach on social media. And we had a lot of women reach out to us. I mean, we have so many connections now with a lot of women that feel the same way. And it also started with me writing a letter to uh, the International um, Executive Board. And I pretty much laid out the fact that, you know, IBT stands for International Brotherhood of Teamsters. And that is like the founding of how our union uh, was incorporated. But, you know, brotherhood pretty much outlines the brothers because back then we all know that it, it became... Uh, what it is because there was a lot of men in the industry, but now we have sisters. So how how do we incorporate that? So I read I wrote a letter challenging the IBT, and believe it or not, nobody responded. Uh, the only call that I got back was from John Palmer, which I love. John, he's uh, pretty much a, a very progressive leader, and and Kimberly Schultz, and then that's how we connected, and that's how Teachers Women United came to be. And, you know, given the new leadership now, I did see that there was a a challenge into bringing more women on the slate. And I know one slate had five women, the other had two. But the also key point is to remember, it's not just about having any woman. We need to have strong leaders that are going to be vocal about issues that are very uncomfortable and not sit on the fence about things. You know, we just we we don't want to have the same old business as usual status quo. We want to have strong leaders, strong women. And that's what we're out doing. So if you know anybody, if you know a sister or somebody who who's very vocal, who's very passionate about her union, I mean, please connect me with them because I would love to help empower and give them anything that I, I anything that I can do to myself or Kim to empower them and get them into that leadership position. So that's a little background. And I am uh, um, from uh, local 1932 out here in the in the West Coast, and I connected with a lot of my brothers that like Hector, Jamie. Um, Tony, um, by attending a TDU convention, which is kind of a no-no in my area. You know, it's like people hear TDU and then. Disconnected for a minute, but yeah, people freak out when they hear TDU and it's not, it's not something they take very lightly, but I had no, no um, idea what TDU was about. I was invited. I, I went and I checked it out for myself. And you know what? I met a lot of progressive uh, military. She froze up again. Uh, yeah, she's freezing up a little. And yep. It's just been, we've kept that connection since then. And I'm glad I went because I've learned so much and I'm still learning. And it, it's a good culture. It's a, it's a good environment to be around a lot of military brothers and sisters who are very passionate about their union. So uh, just, just a little background on, on how I came to be. I love it. I love it. Uh, do you have a way so these uh, women can contact you or a Teamsters Women group? Like uh, where, where can they reach you or your group? 
Yeah, so we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, we have a website and Instagram, and it's Teamsters Women United. And that's pretty much you just search Teamsters Women United, they connect with us, you can send us a message, you can go to the website. Um, and so I also, I mean, I'll put my number out there. It's my Teamsters Women United phone number. It's like a 909-291-9382. Send me a text and, and I'll get you, I'll get you connected. So very nice. What, can you say your slogan? What's your slogan for Teamsters Women United? Oh, I love the slogan. Oh, brothers, we hear you. Do you hear us? Yep. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and that we was, hear uh, you loud and clear, Jackie. I met Jackie. All right. I'm glad. And, and I'm going to keep shouting until, you know, until we get it right. So <laughs> thank I met, you. Thank I met you Jackie all. a couple of years. I mean, I don't even know how many years. I, I just want to congratulate you having a newborn baby. I don't know if he's new, uh, but he's a year old now. Yeah, he's one year, man. He's taking all my gray hairs. I had no gray hairs. I probably <laughs> have like about three now. But yeah, this is my bundle of joy. And and you're also running for uh, some kind of council out in California? Yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, when, when we think about changing and shaking things up and in our local we also forget that within our city you know you have a lot of cities that are not very union friendly and so currently i live i live in the city of pomona which is la county and what we have in in my city council is they're not very friendly when it comes to project labor agreements or or even uh, voting in favor of union contracts and so i am actually running for city council in the city of pomona and i really want to be that strong voice Voice, not only within my local, but also with city government, you know, and a lot of us don't necessarily uh, pay attention sometimes to our local government and their politics, but man, it, it's dirty and it's not for the working class. And like I said, I'm trying to make that um, I'm trying to make that commitment to represent not only within my local, but also within my city as well. So, yes, I'm running for city council and I'm also on social media, Jackie for Pomona. And I'm like everywhere. I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, just out there spreading the word and getting people to be more vocal about the issues that affect all of us. Now, well, congratulations, Jackie. Yeah, congratulations. I really hope you do win. Good luck with that. I hope there are people listening to you. With all the with all the Teamsters Sisters and Teamsters United programs, and you're doing this, and you have a kid, how do you make time? You know, everybody says, "Ah, you know, you go to council meetings." You know, to me, you know, council meetings to membership meetings that is my Super Bowl. That is my Saturday Night Live. Like I get really into it. I get very passionate about what I do. So I don't see it as work. I just see it as part of life, something I've embraced because there's a need. And, you know, like I said, a good fight never ends. You just keep going and you don't give up. And yes, you fall along the way. Yes, you get burned out sometimes, but you get back up and you keep going because at the end, there's a lot of people that are going to appreciate that you're fighting for them and in ways that they were not able to do so. See, she's a fighter. Just like Kimberly, just like Kimberly Shokes. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I just don't like the fact that, you know, Sean O'Brien didn't bring her on to this uh, slate, but it is what it is. You know, I guess uh, Sean has his ways, but uh, everyone was saying that there was no women in this transitional uh, package division thing. There were women in there. Just to give you guys a heads up, there were women there. There was about three women that's in that uh Whatever meeting they had, this uh, what meeting was it, uh, uh, Greg? You're on mute. He's muted. 
It was, it was the meeting uh, for the package uh, division. A transition meeting for the package division. Yeah, so they were. They were me. Mm-hmm. There were women there for the, I don't know. I, we never saw that because Hoffa never showed us that. And we also saw another thing that uh, TDU was there. So that was kind of, you know, historic stuff also. Are you talking about the recent meeting that took place for the transition? For yes. the for the because yes. yeah, I did see I did see uh some photos that were posted on social media, but I did not see any women. And you know, it's just like kind of like this is what we're pushing for. And and you know, we're we're as Teamsters Women United, we, we're not trying to agitate like as someone mentioned at the women's conference we're here to educate and how it's best to really um share that same room and in that seat at the table along with our sisters and our brothers and it should it should always be very well balanced and represented and i didn't see any women but yeah, i could th- be wrong this is, Maybe this is the one of the, the camera this is one of the women that were there her name is claudia i don't know her last name because i can't see the name on it but this is one of the women that were there and then there was another woman Another another woman right next to her. Uh, I was trying to put it on Zoom to uh, so you can yeah, show everyone. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Uh, this is the other woman here on the on the right hand side. Was Carlo Schumann yeah. was there. Yeah. Okay. So th- those are the two that I saw on the pictures, and that's when when the social media was saying that uh, that. Uh, there were no women there, and then I went to do the research to to see because you know that would have been my talk of the show. You do your research, I know. <laughs> that would have been that would have been my, uh, right. you know, That's right. You know, he, he shut you know Sean O'Brien shut me down, you know, because I was gonna be <laughs> criticized about how women are not there and go crazy with that, but uh, he shut me the hell down. Uh, also, I was gonna talk about TDU, you know, but and he shut me down again because TDU was there. Uh, Dave Levine was there and, and I had to do my research to make sure, you know, I wasn't seeing things when I saw things. And there Dave Levine was sitting in the meeting and you know everybody knows who's. <laughs> we see, yeah. yeah you know, and so. and and I know Hector feels it because Hector, from the beginning, said, "I got a feeling when this all ends, TDU." That's uh, right. And I'm and, gonna and I'm gonna be the first one to admit. You know, I'm yeah. the one who said it in one of the shows that when Sean O'Brien takes office, that he was gonna demolish TDU, and uh, he and now I I eat my words. I he, I was wrong, and he proved me wrong, and that's he, a good thing about it. That you know, I was negative at the beginning, and now he's showing me that he's gonna keep his word. He's gonna do what he said he's gonna do, and and he's showing it. And he's not even in office yet. Yeah, yeah, he's building a coalition and he's keeping it real. And he said he'd work with other organizations and he's working with other organizations. And and that's one of the things you really got to love about what's happening right now. Very exciting time for the team, Susie. It really is. Jackie, um, you could use. Listen, you could use this radio show, and you, whenever you want to do a a live feed or you want to uh, get the message out to anybody from California throughout the United States of when you're running or how you're running. Feel free to give me a call. We'll do a live feed and uh, we'll have. Definitely. I, yeah. I appreciate that because, you know, one of the hardest things when I first ran for office in 2018, I actually started very late. I was very green into running um, for office and I, I ended up losing by 63 votes. But it was it was two, three months worth of campaigning against my opponent who had been out there for, for about a year. But fast forward today, one of the, the hardest challenges is getting your own brothers and sisters and your own, 
you know, union organizations to support you. Sometimes the politics play in and, and it's heartbreaking when, when you stand so strong and you advocate for your local, for union, for your brothers and sisters, and it doesn't trickle back does it reciprocate right you don't you don't get that same support and so it's it's, it's very disheartening because you know the, the, we got to stand by each other we got to support each other we're all in the same fight together and so i would definitely take you up on that in the future um as we get closer to the election which is going to be in november of 2022 but um but going back to 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 sean o'brien and having the, the the two women on the slate i gotta say that i i have to give them uh props for that because we need more women we need more women in um leadership positions and so when i heard you know i remember calling calling them out too it was already like there were like 12 members that they had announced on their slate and they're like 13 and i'm thinking like what the f where are the women <laughs> you know and i went on social media and i i, I did put it out there i put it on blast where are the women what is this the 20th century and a lot of my brothers called me like sister just just wait just wait so maybe there were coming they just hadn't announced it yet i really don't know what went down but i was really upset and i was on fire i was getting ready to just start you know a massive campaign it's like where are the women and how come we have already 16 people on the slate and not one woman had had been announced and then that changed and so you know i kind of had to had to step back and say okay let, let let them finish and i'm pretty sure they know what they're doing and they studied this and so um it played out well you know so like i said it i could have been more women but you know I it's know, better it's, than it's, what we it's, it's, before he screwed me the hell up because you know i'm the type of guy that i just want to be the basher <laughs> i want to say hey and then you know no. anthony and then not anthony. you not you hector <laughs> i don't not believe you. it so i no. mean now I, I i have nothing to say because i i did my research and i wanted to find that he, he didn't have women in that uh, meeting and it, there behold i went and looked at pictures and started investigating who was in that meeting and there were women there there were women there there was tdu there so he shut me down in two in two categories that i was going in uh, but uh, I, I'm glad that he's doing that. I'm glad that he's uh, being uh, transitioned and and uh, he he keeping wants it to, real, basically. With exactly. All the, that's yeah. and that's what I want. I want him to keep it real, you know. And he is keeping it real. He told me at the count that he was going to keep it real, you know. But people talk and no action, you know. How? Yeah, that's right. You know? We've had but, a lot of people blow smoke up our ass over it, the years. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's getting women involved into this union. And with your union, Teamsters United, hopefully we get more women involved. I would like to see more women involved, even in the yeah. local and even in the local level. I want to see, you know, we, we have all these guys as a uh, executive board. Uh, we have some talented women in local 804 and, and I'm sure in other locals that should be considered to run for and, you know, to view the women, you know, we're not only teams of brothers, it's teams of sisters also out there. And, you know, to have a women point of view and an executive board is a, a home run, I, I say. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jackley, uh, by any chance, did you get a chance to meet uh, Lindsay Doherty since you're in California? Did you ever get a chance to speak to her? Oh, yeah. I love her. She is a badass. Let me tell you, she is not going to sit on the fence about things. Oh. You know, I, I, I sit back and I, I, I look and then I, I see people as they come. And, and you know, I actually went to the women's conference and, you know, um, I actually went on my on my own. You know, a lot of the women from my local were invited by by my local. And I just, you know what, I'm just going to 
go on my own. And um, Kimberly Schultz actually, you know, said, hey, you know, come come in and, and let's let's uh, go together. So we ended up going and, and I met her there, which I had already reached out to her before. And one of the things I love about her is that she's approachable. You know, most people when they run for office, it's like hard to get a hold of them because, you know, I get it. They're in campaign mode and it's really difficult when everybody's trying to hit you up. Everybody wants to me too, but she was very approachable and, and pretty straightforward in, in the issues that she stands for. And I got to meet her. I took pictures with her as well. And I told her anything you need, sister, I'm here for you. I want to empower you. And, and, and I was out here um, campaigning and it's difficult. You guys know how it is out here in the West coast. You know, it's everybody's like going one way and, and I'm going this way. And sometimes you feel like you're, you're alone, but like I said, you just got to stay true to your values, but I didn't meet her. I love her. She's wonderful. Great. Great. Well, um, does anybody else here have any questions for Jacqueline? I do. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Heck. What do you got? You're still looking good. <laughs> That's not a question, Heck. That's a statement. I know. Man. Okay. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate all of you. And thank you for being a great support to our sisters across the nation. And you know what? I'm here. Anything you guys just, you guys know I'm a phone call away. Just let me know where I need to be. Put my hair up and go go fight, you know? So whenever you need me, I'm, I'm down with my brothers and sisters. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. We appreciate you big time. Thank you. Um, and then we have another uh, uh, woman uh, that's that's on this slate. All right, Greg, would you like to talk a little bit about Joan? Joan, Joan Corey. Love Joan, Joan Corey. Corey. You guys, I know you guys both met Joan at the yep. TDU convention, I believe. Yeah, Joan is, uh, she comes out of the public sector and she actually um, organized her workplace and brought them into Local 25 originally. And then she became a trustee and then a business agent. And now she's a vice president elect. So yeah, she's, she's the best. Greg, now that you're on, uh, did, how was it in local 25 out there in Boston when, uh, we had the, the MLK movement, the day of action on, on Monday? Uh, it was kind of a mess because of the weather. <laughs> yeah. The weather did, uh, uh so that put a little damper on things, but we had, we did get a pile of signatures on the petition. Um, it was hard to do anything sort of public all together because we didn't have any space indoors, but uh, we did the best we could with it, you know. For those listeners out there, I'm sure you know Greg Kerwood has the uh, 401 uh, UPS resource page for local, uh, I'm sorry, the 401k resource page, right? Uh, for for members trying to find out about their 401k. He also runs the contract proposal page, which I'm pretty sure right now is like on fire with it's everything. It's on fire. Yep. I, I would imagine. What's, I got a member main, from one of our locals. What's uh, the main uh, topic on that contract? Which the main, what are they, what are they asking you mo mostly of? What kind, What article? It must be article 40. Well, 40 is a big one. Uh, 40 is a big one. Um, there's a lot. I actually had to sort of put a... Uh, summarize a handful of things that have just been beaten to death because like the 22 fours uh part-time wage increases that go across the board not just the new employees um more paid time off was a big one that was repeated over and over again um four six punches was also a big one we got a um, member greg that says please stop deleting my comments on your proposal page <laughs> Uh, uh, Marlon Luden, one of our, uh, actually he's local 804, Greg. Are yes, you he is. 
Why? What's why, going on? Why he says that? What's the problem there, Greg? <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly which comments he's referring to. I think I've deleted a couple, but um, there are rules. Um, everybody has to be civil and get along, and we don't talk about politics. Ah, so, uh, okay. One of those two things. Um, that's probably the reason. I'm fairly certain I send him an explanation every single time, so I don't think he doesn't know why. But uh, well, he yeah, could, he could get on he could get on the Zoom meeting uh, by going to Union Power Radio <laughs> page and get on the Zoom meeting and ask the question your damn self directly Ooh. to Greg Kerwood. He could. Yep, you're welcome, well, Marlon. If you want to come well, on. Well, Anthony, being that we were speaking about TU, um, just to let everybody know. I believe it's next Sunday, January 30th. There's supposed to be a, a TDU meeting at the Union Hall at 10 a.m. That is I don't correct. Know if everybody know that. Yes, sir. Thank you for bringing that up, Jamie. Again, an announcement that we could have saved for the end, but we don't mind, Jamie. We appreciate <laughs> your. We appreciate your. Everything about him. We were. Every we have a whole list of, of, of stuff that we announced at don't the end of the like show. Time out. Yeah, he he was early on the show. He was early on everything so far. This guy's being early. I mean, he he's trying. I guess the, the early bird does get the worm, Jamie. Uh, so yeah, well, we do have a TDU meeting coming up. Um, we are going to be discussing for the first time at the Union Hall. First time. Yep, it'd be interesting, and we're hoping uh, a lot of members come and show up. That would be great. Um, Phil Pasiri's there. I see Phil Pasiri, one of our shop stewards out of Nassau on Long Island. What's going on down there, Phil? He needs to he needs to uh, get it together. He's at the beach. Yeah, yeah, I'm at, at the beach. The, you're at the beach with the panda. Yeah. What's going on, guys? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, Phil? How's everything going? Uh, cold. Yeah. How how did it go on MLK Day there uh, over in Nassau? Did you guys get uh, what the, the rain really affect you guys or the cold? Yeah, we got a lot of rain. Um, we actually didn't get a chance to organize fast enough to get it going on uh, MLK Day. Uh, Joe Doherty and Bob Nash set up something for Wednesday. We we're out there. We got a bunch of signatures, and we're gonna we're gonna do it again one of these uh, upcoming days. Great, great, great this job, week, guys! So. Great job. You know, you know, there's also a petition online. They have it on inside the Facebook group that you can sign too. Oh, Listen, I didn't know I, that, Jamie. I That's never got, I never got the fastest response from any center of MLK Day for a holiday than I got that I got from all the members. I mean, I'm talking about a hundred percent. Wow. But this is, but this is, it should be a hundred percent all the time. And this is this is what I'm saying that you know you guys ready to sign a petition about getting a holiday for yourself to benefit you and benefit the union. I got it, but it's other petitions that we need to sign and be at a hundred percent also to show the company that we mean business as a union. Right, totally agree. There's a whole bunch of things we need to do at a at a union to show the company that we mean business, and we 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 need to learn to stick together. Our, our, our brother again, Marlon Luden, asked a lot of members are saying there's no way they will get, get rid get of the 22. The Let him finish talking. Let him Let's finish talking. That's the point of people putting in comments. Should we discourage get people from zone. putting comments on Facebook, Jamie? Zone, should we tell don't the people afraid. to stop putting comments on Facebook? Don't, should don't I, be afraid, should I? Marlon. Get on Zoom. We're waiting and, for anyway, you. Anyway. 
like I said, 20. This is boys, why I have to moderate the contract proposal yeah, page. I get it. So, <laughs> so uh, he says, uh, what do you guys think of them getting rid of 22 floors? Well, we spoke about this in depth on our last show, Marlon. We all gave our opinions. I mean, we could do it again now, but I think that's counterproductive because we want to move forward. But if you want to listen to our last show, just pull it up. You'll find it. We exactly. spoke about it in depth on how a lot of us felt. And I could tell you it was not. And I how it was created. It was and Craig yes. said how it was created, how it came upon That's and right. what the promises that uh, that Sean O'Brien said he's going to do and how either he's going to take it away completely or fix it up that it will benefit the 22 four. Uh, guys, I want to get it rid of it completely. I mean, I'm still yeah. on that. I, I just can't. I mean, I'm a business agent. I deal with 22 fours and uh, they have they have, We have issues in the 22 four language. Uh, what can and cannot do? You know, um, they 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 don't have the rights as a regular package driver. They don't have the eight hour request load. They don't have the nine five list. Uh, they could get on the nine flies to get off, you know, the over uh, the over uh, overtime thing, and they don't have coffee in our local. Well, our local has coffee to fifteen minutes over the the eight and a half hours. You get a coffee break paid at the end of the week for five days. When it comes out to an average about, you know, at top pay around sixty dollars more on your check. <clears throat> so that that's 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 an issue. F- for me itself, because I think if they're doing the same job, they should be pay- getting paid the same thing. Now, another issue came up this week as far as 22 fours. So the company now wants to uh, make them to assign to sign routes to them. They're not they're not ours. They're not regular work. They're not regular drivers. They are combo drivers. So in the contract. It states that if you're a regular driver, yes, you can get assigned to a route. If you're a combo driver, which they are, they cannot. That's right. So the company's now pushing it because they, it's not in the contract in good words saying that a 22-4 cannot bid on a job. So that's the back and forth we're going with right now. But the company is, is, is standing their ground and uh, saying to the center managers, listen, we are we're gonna we're gonna uh let the the twenty two fours bit on routes and we're saying no. They oh, can't that's bid the on. issue. That's the issue, Hector, with the twenty two four in general, that the language was never explicit. They never really were descriptive about it, and now the company's gonna take it and try to twist it in any way they can. And again, when it was explained to us, it was going to be a relief, right? They were going to be to relieve the overtime from the drivers. They'd be picking up whatever uh, um, stuff was left behind, whatever drop trucks were, were available. And that's what they were supposed to be doing. But obviously now they just want more and more and more. Um, real you quick. Say, what do you mean by assigned? You mean they bid on a route? Or yeah, a they want them to bid. Yeah, they, they want them to bid on a route. You guys yeah. bid every day, right? You bid, you bid the open. Right, whatever, whatever open is for cover drivers. It goes from cover drivers, regular cover yeah. drivers, and then it goes down to the twenty two fours. Whatever's left over. Bid, we don't do that. You guys bid the open routes every day. But they don't yeah. want them to bid on open routes. They want them to bid on a route, and that be their permanent route for for yeah. good. Yeah. So basically, I don't know how you guys do. I'm pretty sure you guys have a similar method. So we have a, a, a board, right? And every day, whatever routes are available are picked in seniority order by the cover drivers. And yeah, we, also, don't, we don't have that. So also, for when it comes to routes that are open in general, driver retiring, a driver got from yeah. it gets fired. 
you know, uh, they'll put that, the bid list yeah. for that route. And then they want the 22 fours now to be able to put their names at the bid on some of those routes. So, you know, oh, if they were, I know you're saying they can't, but if they were to do that, see if they, if we, they did that here, they would become an RPCD. Right. So that's what, that's another argument. Like if you're going to make them pick on a route, then yeah, make them RPCD fine. Let them bid. But yeah. in seniority order, the top, right. the top 22 four that gets the route should be able to become an RPCD, but they we go, we, we so go by the 25% threshold. So if the building yep. has 25% of the 22 fours, over then that's when we make them you know they get promoted so you're you're saying in your in your local if they were to do that greg that they will automatically become an rpcd yeah because we we bid everything so we're, we're about to bid in another couple of weeks we're about to bid every full-time job in the whole local so, really so if How, yep. so every every what six every months two years every three years two the years. whole center bits on different routes the whole local the whole local every local in new england but within your local is oh wow yeah wow that's different yeah. that is so like you guys different. you guys have to do the transfer list and all that stuff we don't have that because everybody can bid every job in the local every two years so you're saying so that I, if a guy bids on the three year that's he's got to stay on that route for three years two years two years two every two years yeah. every two years i thought you said three years no it's two your english is not very good looking it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse. Shout out to Jose Francisco Negretti. He just put the link that Jamie was talking about for the uh, online petition for the uh, ML at the MLK Day. So if you're looking for it and you haven't been able to sign the petition, you can go on the on the internet right now. You could see uh, Jose put it up there for us on the comments. I'm just curious, Craig. Does it work? Oh yeah, it's a it's a pain in the but for the stewards, but it, yeah. It's, so it what if, great. what if in two years you got accustomed to that route that you want to continue being on it, but another guy at two years with more seniority bumps you off that route. Seniority, seniority. Wow. But you're looking at it the wrong way. Cause the, the reality is, is, is that it goes the other way. It's guys work their way up to the routes that they want. And then once they have them with the seniority, they keep them. But when you're down below, like, like the 22 fours, like we're uh, most of my 22 fours don't last two years because they get an RPCD job. So they're all moving up, you know, like crazy. So if a, a guy that has a good route on the top, uh, mm -hmm. retires yep. before the two years, what happens yeah. to that route? Anything that opens up gets posted for bid in, in between the bid in between the two years between the, the big bid. Yeah. So, so if that bid comes up within the two yeah. years, someone else could there's bid three, on it. There's three moves. We call them ABC moves. So if I, if let's say I retire, right, Hector bids my route, that's the A move. Then Hector's route has to be bid because now it's open. So then Tony bids Hector's route, that's the B move. And then Tony's route has to be bid because that's open. Right. And so then, it's just like a chain you know, reaction. Jamie bids Tony's route, that's the C move. And then if... If, it, if Jamie isn't a cover driver, if because he usually gets down that far after three moves, then his route gets to be assigned. Okay, so but what happens if no one bits on Tony's route? And is, what, what happens to that route? Uh, that is incredibly unlikely. But if nobody were to bid his route, then they could force the lowest seniority person to take it. Mm. Wow. But that would be that, that would be probably within... It would have to be, they were forcing it would be within the building, not within the local. You think that will work in local 804? 
It would be interesting. I mean, uh, I kind of like the idea of every two years being able to leave your building and going to another building in the yeah. local. I don't know if it would work. And it's jobs. So if, you're, if you've got a class A, you bid in the feeders. Or if you want to go 22-3, you bid a 22-3 job. Wow. And wow. this happens every two years. Every two years, yep. Phil has you a quite full time clerk, or we have full time preload in one of the buildings. So a lot of guys go to full time preload. There's a 22 2 job when they, Phil, when they don't want to drive anymore. Phil, what do you got to say? You got a question about that? Oh, I was going to ask about um, the cover positions. How many cover drivers you have compared? What if, what if they cut routes? Like we get a lot of routes cut on Monday and they combined with other routes. So how do you guys work that on a, on a daily basis? Uh, it, if they cut your route, you have a right. So it depends on how they cut it. If they cut it and half of it goes on another, uh, if it's more than 50% on one truck, you can take that truck. So in other words, if they take my route and they cut it in half, I can pick which, whichever truck they put it on. I can take whichever one they put it on. If I have more seniority than the person they put it on, if they split it up in a bunch of pieces, then you're, you're, you're doing a cover truck for, for the day. I'm just wondering but again, that, that doesn't happen. It all goes by seniority. So that so the routes that get split, everybody knows they get split. So the senior guys aren't going to bid those. And the, the routes that are training routes, everybody knows they're training routes. So the senior guys aren't going to bid those. So it, it there's more, it works itself out. Wow. Because there's a lot of issues that happen on local 804. And you can have a guy on the route and he was threatened by a customer or threatened by a, a uh, someone, uh, uh, a merchant yep, that happens I've so, had that happen to me. so what happens to that if the guy wants to get off the route and he don't and he just started the route and it's two years yep. not even two years into the to the to the route any situation like that they would just they would give that stop to somebody else oh so like i have a i have a block right now that i'm i can't deliver to because the owner won't doesn't want me on the property so they pulled it off my route and gave it to somebody else what did you do greg <laughs> <laughs> It's a long story. <laughs> we don't have enough what time about, for that. <laughs> he, he talked him to death. No, no. Or sang him to death. <laughs> no, nope, not that either. Deleted his comment. Hey, what about right. guys on comp? How does that work with you guys with guys on comp with um, if they're going to be out for an extended period of time? If you're out, uh, once you hit the 91st day, their brute gets bit. And then when you come back, you bump in by seniority into in anywhere in the building. Gotcha. So you could actually change your route after you got hurt if you chose. You decided you didn't want to come back to the same route. And that's the only local that does it that way? It's New England. It's in the New England supplement. Okay. So that means uh, it do it's a bigger deal for us because we have, you know, six buildings or whatever. So. It's a much, it's a huge operation for us. But if you were, you know, if you're in Maine and there's one local, it's all the buildings in Maine. But what if you're one. out on comp? What if you're on comp when you, uh, when the, they will forbid, do you just get the shit end of the stick on that? No, you bump in and say the same thing. So if you same bump thing? in wherever you can bump in. Gotcha. So again, so if you have you, the highest seniority, you don't get yeah. to pick that, that sweet route. Um, right. Everybody knows. Yes. So in other words, if I'm out hurt, Everybody knows I'm out hurt and they know I'm not giving up my route. No one's going to, no, no senior driver is going to bid my route knowing that I'm just going to bump them when I come back. Now, a junior guy who's a cover driver may bid it and say, well, at least I'll get to do that route for three months or four months or however long he's out for. So they may take it and then I bump them when I come back. 
but it's not it doesn't happen in the dark everybody knows everybody's roots and what goes on and you know what's in other buildings and which jobs to take and that stuff so what what if a 22-4 bid on that guy's route route that's on comp does he automatically become a rpcd yep absolutely okay you, you bid an rpcd job you're an rpcd <laughs> interesting no. so would that be for life then in your career or would you would you go back you can't go you, back well you could point, i mean right? theoretically i could bid a 22-4 job if i wanted to oh wow so if i wanted to work tuesday through saturday and take a huge pay cut i could bid a 22-4 job i mean that's how we did it before before there were 22-4s we had sat you know they like put in the saturday jobs it was all done through our bid so if somebody wanted to work tuesday through saturday they bid a tuesday through saturday job for the same same pay so it was we had we had it all everything was working great for us until when they put this 22 fourth thing in and it screwed up all in new england because we have the bid so we we took care of all that wow it's crazy well, it's I, different I, I, it's that, would never, different. that would never work nobody anymore. else has it and the company despises yeah. it they absolutely positively hate it so they i mean if it. the company hates it on yep. your local, in your in your in local twenty five, I mean, why the other locals don't follow in to fuck with the company even more? <laughs> I, I'm I'm not sure that any other region would be able to get that into their supplement. That's how much they hate it. But I mean, that would be they they hate it. They've tried that would be to get rid of pandemonium it. in local eight hundred four. We have a, what like seventeen buildings? Sixteen. Sixteen We're, buildings. Yeah, that would be that would be. That it's a challenge even with what we have it's, it's every two years it'd be like the damn super bowl it looked, it's <laughs> a huge thing i mean they put you know they got to post every job list them every job in every building all on this big huge bulletin board and everybody they have to sit down with all the the center managers get on a conference call every single day and start at the top of the seniority list and go okay joe smith what did he bid oh he took route 69 in this building Okay, next, you know, then they go through every single person. Dude, I like it. I really yeah. do like that because, you know, it's, it no, tra it's no transfer list to deal with. Yeah, you know, no it, transfer it, list. It, makes, it makes your job easier. Hector. Oh, but listen, <laughs> it, it's just so crazy. I mean, th th that idea is fucking excellent. I love it. That, well, that you know, happens even when there's an open job, like those jobs that open up in between, those get posted in every building. So if somebody retires in another building, I can bid that job wow wow that you know what that would be good for people that move uh, you know when you like you're, you're working and you started working let's say in brooklyn and right, all of a sudden now now you you decided you got to have a house in long island and yep. the bid comes up two years and there's a job in long island you yep. you know i mean that's eh. exactly what happens everybody that, starts mean, in the city and they move up yeah it's great because i mean the transfer list could take years yeah, before yeah, you get there yeah. you know when they need people to transfer because right now you know the transfer list is kind of slow, but when I first yeah. took office, I mean, I transferred a lot of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. And now the members want, you know, now they buying houses up in in upstate New York. They want to be up by upstate, or they want to be in Long Island. And you know, they already got the house, but they can't get the transfer. So it's, yep. it's, it's that's what happened. That's a great fucking idea. I mean, they got to wait two years before they can get that. Still, you know, it's not that long. It goes faster than you think. It yeah. actually used to be every year, believe it or not. Wow. We do it every year. But the issue was we didn't have any language to make them move people. So right. They would, they would move who they wanted to and then kind of play games with other stuff. So we, we put in a hard date. So once the bid's done, they have to move everybody by June 15th. It's like picking a Super Bowl 
I picks, know. You I know. know. A party. You got a question. Yeah. Quip, Phil's got a question. Phil, what do you Yeah, got? I got a feeder list. How does that work with feeder? He said same thing. Same thing. right into yeah. feeder so jobs. If I want to go to feeder tomorrow. Like if you I got, as long as you got a class A, you know, you got to qualify. But if you're qualified to do the job, you can bid any full time job. Wow. But as far as the training goes, if you come up, because we have the list, and when the list comes up, you you get your permit, and you got to go through the training. So you'd, yeah, you you'd have to have it ahead provide of time. that. We we have our oh, own okay. school, so you can go to the local twenty five school and get your license and all that stuff, and then you just have gotcha. to get qualified by UPS. So I'm assuming if you're a guy who wants to go into feeder, you're like, all right, let me get my license, let me get, get ready, let me go to the school, wait for the bid. and when two years comes up, boom, let me yep. get my name on there. Oh, interesting. It's not even on there. True. I mean, you just bid a job. That is that is a job. That is fucking and, great. Does that I, mean you I like back? that idea. I swear to God, I do. I mean, you, you got people Different. on the feeder list that this feeder list oh ain't gonna. It ain't gonna expire until two thousand. You know, the last guy is two thousand fourteen. We have people go. You know, they. They go into feeders and they don't like to work in the nights because they don't have much seniority. They come back to package and they pay do package for six years and then they bid back into feeders. So they have to, but they have once they bid, they have to compete the two year bid and then go back into package. They can go back unless again, if something opens up, they can they can bid. But they can problem. There's also the qualified. So if they're track trailer qualified, the company can pull them, so they can't really bid out until the the main bid. Wow. From feeders. Wow. But yeah, we have guys. I got a guy, young guy, right now. He came. He came back last bid because his wife hated the overnight hours, and so he was like, he came back to package, you know, because young guy only had a few years in, and then you know he may bid back in the feeders later when he's got more seniority. That's a great. That's a. I mean, I I, I wish all locals were like that. It'll be, it's, it'll be, it'll be like, like Super said, Bowl parties a, on, on bidding day. You know, yo, you go uh, here, let's go here, yeah. yo. Put well, your it's, name every, on this. it's every day for, like I said, it takes probably a month to do the whole thing. So and there's no time limit. Like you got to get it completed. Well, yeah, uh, they have to. They're supposed to do. Um, I think it's the top half is the first two weeks, and the bottom half is the second two weeks. They they try to rush it, so it's it's always this battle every day because they want to get it done as soon as possible because they hate it. Wow. So, and, but but the drive the members want to know what's open, and they have to know for every single building. So, like every day, they got to pull down all those sheets and put up all the new sheets with what they bid that day. And so everybody's running in the building as soon as they get out to check and see what's still oh, is that still open? Who took this? Who took that? I mean, it's it's like a TV show. Huh. Um, Marlon Luden, uh, one of our brothers in eight hundred four, says, "Is that only?" Is that only open bids, or does every single route open up every two years? Like everything, it, everything. It's so every two years, it's every full time job. So it's open. A, yep. So so you you could be like in a route. You you bid a full time preload job in Watertown. But let's say you've been doing a route and you keep winning it for like four years in a in a row. Yep. So let's and then all of a sudden I know a guy with more seniority is like, you know what, I want to try it out this time around. That's what You're I that's, finished, that's how I finished asking that. If what if a guy gets so used to a route that he yep. continues you know winning his bid to stay on yep. that route and then all I of a sudden and a guy from the years. top a guy from the top says I don't know if I, I like take that. that. I don't yeah, know if I, I don't know. I, I agree with Marlon. I don't know if I like that one part of it. I'm sure it doesn't happen often, but that's one thing. Like if you've been doing a route for a long period of time and it our happens. local, your route is your route. Nobody can take you from it with less time or more time. Once yeah. you're doing it, it's yours until you come off of it. If you bid on that route and you were the highest seniority guy when it went up for yep. bid, nobody can touch you. I get that. 
but, but it's not a it's not an even split you right, know it's like right. what you're saying happens rarely and even when it happens you know that senior guy still has seniority so you got the pick of every other route in every other building you can find something else that you're interested in wow Whereas on the That's other true. side it That's makes true. sure that everybody down below gets a fair shot at everything wow wow you it's know? listen i i i don't know man it's I gotta look into it a little okay. further. I do like it. It's, it works. It's, 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 it's a it's an ordeal for certainly for the stewards and the and the business agents, but it it works. It works. There's no question. I can't. I mean, you talk to our guys and you tell them that people don't have a bid. They're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean they don't have a bid? What, what do you mean you're stuck on a route for life? What do you mean you don't get to choose? You know, we have guys who literally move around all the time. They just they switch buildings or they switch routes or they switch. They just they can't, you know, get stuck in one place for that long and they they can't. The grass is always greener, as I tell them all every. <laughs> how many? So I think how, I'm going to take this one. How many buildings are in local 25 with uh, this company? Uh, I think we have six, I believe. Yeah, but there's multiple centers. I mean, the Chelmsford's got four centers. Watertown's got two centers. Wait a minute, you get to pick what center you want to go to, also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's building, bro. Yeah. You can leave the building every two yeah. years. The whole local is up in grass. Any any, <laughs> any job in the local. Wow, I could I go to the airport. Let it's me say, wow, it is because you know uh, the transfer list in, in local 804. You know, I can transfer you to the building, but I don't know what center you're gonna. I mean, if it's four centers no, in there, yeah. whatever center they need you, they'll put you there. You're picking your job, literally and your you, your job. Even the cover jobs are jobs. So if you you pick building cover in in the Marlboro Center in Chelmsford Building, that's your job. And that might be the way to go, right? In a new building, you might bid for the cover. This way you could do a few routes and kind of figure it out. And then in two years, take that's, the one you want. That's what happens. The cover wow. guys learn all the routes and they know which ones are good and which ones are bad. So then when the their, their turn to bid comes, they know what to bid on and what not to. You know, that's, the members here will cool. love that because of the fact that when they get on the transfer line and I say, hey, it's time to transfer. But I want to go on that And I said, well, I can't make that decision. Yeah. I only could transfer you to the building. They right. the company has to make decision where they need you the most. Right. And, you know, some members are like I don't want to take the transfer now because I don't want to be in that center. You know, one center is, is worse than the other. And I understand that also. But I mean, that. The way you guys do it, I mean, that would be a fucking home run for a lot of members and be happy about it. You know, that I could bid on that building and that center. That That's yeah. great. That was, yeah, uh, that's different. All right, there's another I, topic I wanted to talk about. I'm ahead, surprised guys. Jamie don't have anything to say about that because, you know, he's always with the transfer I'm and just, the... I'm just listening. <laughs> what do you think about that, though, Jamie? That's uh, every two years, the whole building is up for grabs, basically. Whole local. Whole local. Whole local. I'm sorry. The whole local. In our, in our local, it would be 16 buildings. You can oh, go I, wherever I, you want, I wherever think, there's a job open. I think that, that would be nice. Um, Except for, you know, keeping package and feet are separate. I think that would be nice. But I would probably leave it for like five years or three years or something. A little bit more, a little bit longer. Being that we have a lot more buildings, but I I, I like it actually. Well, it takes too I long. You, if you make it five years, you'd only be able to move like four times in your career. Yeah. You know, maybe three. But three. every two years, I think, is the way to go. Because every two years is good. I have to say, every year was really a pain in the butt because yeah. you just well, you know well, I mean? with, with the seniority I have, I'm I'm okay with it. If I was, <laughs> 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 Where would you go, Jamie? Where would you go if you but had Tony? A could bump you. How much time? I could bump him. How, how much time do you got? 
Tony, I know where I know where Tony lives, so I don't think he would want to. Oh, you don't want you don't want no smoke, Jamie. You don't want no smoke. <laughs> you don't want no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> As the young kids say today, uh, a hot topic right now, and there's something I wanted to discuss. And it's funny, I was talking to this a couple of days ago with uh, our buddy David Allen from Georgia because he's having similar issues. Um, the social media, and I know we spoke about this before. I mean, it's really out of control though now. Uh, between TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, uh, Facebook. I mean, all these social media platforms, and you got all these uh, employees that are doing stupid things uh, online, showing it in their uniforms, just blatantly doing kind of disrespectful things to the shield, as they like to say, you know, tarnishing the shield, as some say. And, you know, and there's some that we've been able to save and some we have not been able to save because some of the acts have been so egregious, um, you know, and I just want everybody to understand that these are platforms that are not made for you to 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 be in your uniform wherever you work, you know, to be out there and doing this because it's going to come back to you. Um, Hector knows, especially, and Greg and you guys know, our company especially has eyes on these pages. Yep. And they're watching every every time they, they got people they pay just to see and sit through this stuff. The UPS Security Information Group. That's who watches social media. Right. In, in Local 804, they have about five management team that just do that alone. And what they do is look at every Facebook page. They look at, the, you know, they go into the employees list. They put down their names in social media and whatever pops up, pops up. And that's what's catching these guys at, you know, red handed with, with what they doing. I mean, I, I tell all the guys all the time. I mean, if you're going to do it, keep it out of social media. I mean, make sure you don't have their shield. They, they real, real strict with that. Because whatever you do, and you know, the funny thing is that they pick and choose also the company. Of course. You know, because they have a guy that does say good things about the company. Of course, they're going to blow it up and let it let it be out there. They won't say nothing. But if you're doing something negative that shows that is negativity to the company, that's when they go after you. Yeah, and that's and and it's unfortunately if you look at it in that sense, it's their right. I mean, if you're doing something positive, of course they're not gonna, you know. But when you're bringing negativity and doing things that are, you know, like being arrested and being caught on video or, um, you know, and, and you know, we all know that our uniforms. If you're wearing it, you shouldn't really wear it out, right? If something happens to you, you're not wearing your uniform, and you get arrested or beat up, and they videotape it. Obviously, nothing's going to happen to you. That happened to you on your own time. You weren't in you in any company clothes, so you're fine. I'm but not saying be I'm not being a rat or whatever, but I I, I entered a bar one time, uh -oh. Uh -oh. and there was nothing but uniforms oh my there. god oh and my that's god. that's a no-no because you that's cannot no -no. you cannot be in public in a bar just like a, a officer can go into a bar uh uh, uh a liquor establishment with his gun uh it's the, almost the same thing with the ups logo you cannot go there to after work in your uniform to get reckless and drink and it's is 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 it's not their policy. So, no bueno. You know, exactly. No bueno. So if you right. if you decide that you need to go after work and hang out and talk shit with the other guys, take off the fucking uniform. Take it off. 
take it take off. Take it off. I know, I know it, it looks good, you know, when you're in the bar and girls, oh, he's a UPS driver. Wow. But, you know, it's not worth the whole He's got headache. a pension. It's not worth because <laughs> anything anything could break out in there and you have no involvement whatsoever. But yeah. guess what? you wearing that uniform, the first person they're going to say, point out, it was a guy in the UPS uniform and you had no involvement. It's just that people recognize the damn uniform and recognize the badge. It could be anybody starting up shit in there. But the first thing they on their mind when the cops come and everything, it was part of the UPS crew. Yeah, and that's where Absolutely. everything everything comes down to. And there's cameras everywhere. Exactly. Oh everywhere. my God! Everywhere. Every doorbell, every there's cameras you, everywhere. You know, is it, I see. I, 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 I see. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You have you have people just want people to know don't don't do it. Especially don't do it while you're on the clock while you're working. You know, especially. a lot of people that especially on Facebook, they're friends with you know, management personnel and a management personnel put something up. They're, you know, they're pressing like or they're commenting on their, their their post. Guess what? If someone really wants to find out who commented and if they work for at at the company, if they're on the clock, that person's gonna tell them. They know. You know, so don't do it while you're on the clock. You know, on your lunch break, you can do what you want to do. That's on you. But not while you're working. Listen, and a lot of a lot of social media that I see is people taking pictures of your package car inside your truck. Listen, they got cameras and technology to zoom in on the label to find out who's taking those pictures. Don't get caught with that shit. There's no reason for you to take a picture of your truck inside and and, and put it on social media. It, it just don't make any kind of sense. These guys, they that's what they look for. These this is what they pay to do. They have special technology that will zoom into the label and see what address is that label, what route it is, and they're gonna go after you because they now they're gonna say that you're stealing their time and you 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 you're putting uh, pictures up of their of their company and customers information uh, up on social media. Don't get caught up with the social media shit, and especially when you're on comp. Or on disability, well, disability really does, but on comp, especially you going on social media saying that you're having a great time picking up bags, doing weightlifting, dancing, showing off when you're supposed to be on disability, you're going to get caught. I mean, this is what they do. They don't want people to falsify documents and steal from the insurance company. So they're going to have special third party investigators, which I got. Done to me when I was on con for one month. I had someone follow me, and I didn't even know they were following me until a video came out that said that I was running towards a car. And then when I looked at the video with the lawyer, it wasn't me. I mean, they misunderstood. They, 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 it was a bullheaded guy, and as big as me, running to a car, and the car was a BMW. I wish it was me with a BMW, but... <laughs> I don't have a BMW, and you know the company right away said that they were going to fire me for falsifying documents of a comp, and they sent a whole big letter saying that you know once you come back you're going to be terminated until and they show give you the disc, the letter, and everything. And then when we found out it wasn't me, I mean I I should have, and I think we should have uh, have a right to sue the fucking company when they. Uh, wrongly information aff- yeah that's, wrong, that's right. wrongly you of falsifying the documents they already firing you i think we should fucking have some kind of rights to fucking sue them yeah, yeah but the only well, right I'm that right we have that we keep our job 
Well, I'm glad you brought that up also because that's another thing with this social media, Greg. I'm sure you probably have heard of it. You got a guy on comp, yep. and then and uh, aside from Hector's story, obviously, you know, being followed, that that does happen. They will be watching you. Um, then you're posting TikTok videos of yourself at the gym, you know, bench pressing 200 pounds. <laughs> yep. I mean, come on, like if you're on comp, be serious. Like if first of all, don't don't comp is not a joke. If you're really hurt. You know, you're hurt, and that's it. And, and the, the company obviously should be helping you pay for anything you need for when you hurt yourself on the job. Long comp. Don't take no videos and no pictures. Point blank. No, period. Don't be out on social media, at a club, dancing, getting caught, people posting it goes viral. You know, you, you don't know. There's, again, like no. he, like Greg was saying, there's cameras everywhere. That's what are supposed to do. But, but Tony, you got to remember, it's not just the company. No, it's not. It's that's what I'm saying. Companies. People just with their phones filming you, right. and you get caught in somebody's party dancing, right. doing the macarena, and, <laughs> and you know you're dating yourself. I, that's it. Listen, every every guy when I was a shop steward that went on com, I said be very fucking yep. careful. Make sure we'll that you're not you. picking up your groceries. Make sure because it depends on the injury. You know, you can have a leg injury, back injury, whatever the case may be. You cannot do any. You're out on comp for that reason. You need not to drive. They can't whatever see you driving. Says you can't do. They, you can't do exactly. If I mean, I had in, in my case, I had you know back then to take my my ex to take me to all my uh, physical therapy because I was afraid that they were going to see I, I felt someone was watching i didn't know they were watching until i got that film saying that they were watching me and and i was only out for a month so to imagine the guys that are out for six months or better those guys are really watching and putting a case together to get you to get oh, yeah. you not only not only it, it becomes oh, yeah. it becomes a, a down guys. effect on you you lose your job you got to pay all those comp money back because they're going to make you pay all that money back the, and then the the insurance company which is literally mutual is going to fucking sue you for whatever money they spent on doctors to you so yeah. I mean, it, it becomes a real bad trigger effect, and it happens, and it happens. it happens. That's why when you go on comp, you make sure that you're doing the right thing. You is not a vacation. You're getting paid to be on comp, so it, it helps you with your bills. But you cannot go on. You can't go to Santo Domingo, or you can't go to fucking Hawaii, and thinking, oh, it's a vacation time, so I'm gonna take the, since I have the time off, I'm gonna go there. They see you get on that plane. If they film you going on that plane, it's a fucking rap. Oh yeah, it's a fucking rap. So I mean, it, you know, you got to be smart. And, and it's it's with all aspects. I mean, also like driving around. There's a lot of drivers. Sometimes they have these little fender benders, and they'll try to drive off. Or uh, I knew a driver one time who hit a sign, and uh, he actually, you know. Uh, admitted to to the manager at the time that he hit the sign but nothing was done because the company felt like the people that were working there at the time were were like oh don't worry about it it's just a sign no big deal and those people were just renting so when they left and the real owners came in and they saw the sign and what had happened to it they were like well what happened and the the people that were there were like oh some ups guy hit it yep. you know and it was like okay so now they're trying to go after the guy thankfully he didn't lose his job but you know, because he mentioned it, he, they they try to get him though, and yeah. and these are things that you have to be careful for. They like you were mentioning earlier, <laughs> the ring doorbells, people's cameras in front of their houses. 
don't don't hit somebody or hit something and not mention it. You have people to say will something. change their mind. People will tell you, don't worry Quickly. about it, and then they get home and it's like, oh, that's worse than I thought. I think right. I better call call my insurance company. Listen, I you seen know? the worst of the worst when I yeah. seen uh, <laughs> ring cameras. When I seen a guy take a fucking uh, bumper off a car, mm-hmm. parked his truck in front of the car that he just ripped the pumper off, looked outside his cab, no one's looking, and took the fuck off. <laughs> it's all on camera. You Perfect. lost your job. Hey, hey. Look a million times that that this this move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, I I look left, right, left. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one was there. You know, but <laughs> but it is what it, you look, guys. It's cameras nowadays. Back in the days, there wasn't a lot of cameras. Nowadays. Uh, LP, the the loss prevention yep. people, they carry around cash on them because when they're investigating something, they'll go to a bodega or store or whatever and offer the manager $300 or whatever cash they have in their pocket just to see the three seconds of that footage. The three seconds of that footage could be your life right there. And that's all they want. They want to prove in those three seconds that you did something that they asked you and you didn't, you lied on it. So, sure. you know, the best thing in the best policy is to tell the truth and, and report everything. Report every incident, accident or anything. If you hit a garbage can, report it. Report it. Report it. Know. Make sure that your supervisor knows and make sure that your shop steward know. And make sure yep. that they, whatever the supervisors say, that you tell the shop steward exactly what he says. Either he tells you yep. stay there and we'll report it or keep going. You have to write yep. these things down. At what time, keep a phone record that you spoke to them and how long. And, you know, if you could record the conversation, I would say record it just because they won't go back and say, hey, you never called me. We never spoke about it. But every incident and accident that you have in this company, you must report. Is no way you're getting away with it. You think if you're thinking that they're not going to outsmart you and you're going to be the smartest one. No cameras will prove to them that you are dishonest you have to be up front exactly. i just got a new new driver the other day a, a customer walking by on the street told him he hit something and he didn't think he hit anything <coughs> he didn't he didn't feel that he hit anything but the customer just said hey you hit something you hit that car or whatever and so he called up and reported it and then he called me and he was like i don't think i hit anything and i don't see any marks on anything anywhere but i'm like good you called it in just in case you no know, that yeah, woman or man bad. or whoever it was calls the company and says it, they're going to investigate it. And if, you, and if you go out on the route and you end up do having an injury, uh, God forbid, you know, one thing you want to make sure is that you're very clear about what happened to you, you know, because the company will, as Hector liked to, you know, say, go out there, start paying for footage. And if you're lying about anything that happened, again, they're going to get you on dishonesty. If, if you actually fell somewhere... You know, say what happened, how you fell. Don't make up a story. Don't make it sound worse than it is. Just tell the truth. The truth will set you free because they will go out there. They will find the footage. They will be like, oh, he said he did this, but we're watching the footage and we didn't even see him fall. You know, so if you're looking for a day off or, <laughs> you know, please don't do something. Stupid you're going to have you're going to have know. a lot of days off if you're going to have the rest of your life. Exactly. Off, so. Listen, and everyone don't think that this is a career. This is actually a career. I mean, everyone don't understand that this company pays the drivers good, good money per hour. And it's a career. 
And uh, I could tell you this much. My son, you know, he did four years of college and uh, he has uh, a bachelor's degree, a degree. And he's fucking he's making less than a UPS driver at this point. You know, and that, that is, that's crazy. This is a career. This is not a McDonald's job. If you want to keep this and be serious about this job, follow the methods and procedures and make sure that you know, you understand that there's cameras everywhere. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. It's not worth stealing a phone. You can afford a phone. You could afford three phones. You don't need to steal a phone because, hey, your phone ain't working. Go to the T-Mobile or whatever service you have and they have they have other deals that you can lease the phone or whatever the case may be, but whatever. don't, don't, don't steal, steal it. Don't steal. Don't steal. Listen to me. I had a guy, and I'm not going to mention I'm just going to tell you the scenario. I had a yep. guy when I was a shop steward, you know. Praise to God every day to me. Bless you. God, this, this. When they told me that they, they need to speak to him because he's stealing, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't fucking believe it. I said, no way. Let's take him into it. I dare you to bring him in. They brought him in. And what they showed me was film him stealing the package. What am I to do? I can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. So that's what I'm saying. Everybody, if you think you're not being watched, you're being watched. If you're out there in the street thinking you're not being watched, you're being watched. You have to go on that. Just listen. Just work as if you're being watched. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what it is? That... You are the choice. You 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 choose your career. You choose how long you want to be at this job. As simple as that. Because the guy that you're gonna blame after you lose your job, after you got to go to your family and say, "I just lost a hundred thousand dollar job," the guy in the mirror is the guy that's gonna fire you. Is no one else gonna fire you because the company just wants you to do their job by the methods and procedures, follow the rules, and just continue. Now, if the union's involved is when they violate your your contract and violate your rights. That's when the union gets involved. But the union doesn't tell you, listen, if you need a phone, go grab a phone. You know, that's, that's all that's all <laughs> you. Union definitely does not tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> that's all you. So you cannot blame the union and the company that you lost your job. You got to look at that guy in the mirror and say, I'm the one who fucking fired myself by doing that. You got a lot of under- guys don't understand that. The first, the first to, to, to fix the problem is to admit to what you did. <laughs> Simple yeah. as that. And then you fix the problem from there. Be honest. And it's the best thing that a, a, a shop steward could fight for you if, to be honest. A BA could fight for you if you're honest. Honesty is the best policy. I'm sure if the company hears that you're being honest and you're doing it, they'll give you another shot. But if you're going to lie and they're going to prove to you that you're lying, that's when it all goes yeah. downhill. And I'm sure everyone here and everyone listening has had a manager or supervisor that got him mad enough that you wanted to punch him in his face. Let's be real. I mean, they're going to get under your skin sometimes, right? You, Everybody's had that issue where there's just somebody who you just know probably doesn't like you, you don't like them, and they're going to probably push you to do, you know, just say things and Maybe throw these little daggers that get you to that point where your, your blood is boiling and you just want to. Well, when you first start, right. after a couple of years, you know you, you should know not to let. Well, that get I'm, that's what I'm talking right. about. I'm talking <laughs> about the people. Even guys with ten or fifteen years can get have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not necessarily not true. I'm with Tony on that one. And I just want to. And I just want to give all the members a heads up. When you uh, elected me into office, you elected a person just like you. I'm not no fireman. So if you start a fire that you cannot turn, I cannot respond to a fire what you started. All I could do is cool it down 
until I get there. You know, we're not miracle workers. You know, if you did the crime, you know, sometimes they have to prove to me that you committed that crime before I can even argue the facts. So you got to understand that make sure that you're honest from the beginning, from the start that they bring you in the office with a shop steward. That's when your truth begins. It don't, it don't begins when you see me. It begins when you see your shop steward in that office. So, okay, can I mention something? Being that y'all speaking about being honest and integrity and everything, we have what's called the MVDCs. It's about to come out soon. They're about to start having us fill out the MVDC forms, either online or in person. So, right yeah, now... Is it all online now? I thought it was all online, no? It was online. No, no, no. It's all online. It's all online. It's all on UPS. Yeah. So now, now is the time. I know a lot of people like to hide or whatever. They suspension, they license suspended. Don't do it. Don't do it. Put it down. Listen, shit happens. Shit happens when you don't pay child support. If you don't pay child support, you know something's going to go down. Because if you don't pay child support and you think you're getting away by not paying, I don't like that either. You know, if you're if you're obligated to take care of a child that you don't live with and the court gives you the order, you know, you have to pay that child support. Uh, simple as that. Um, but it's other things like parking, parking violations. You don't have to put that down. It's all moving violations. If it happened between the 12 years or 24 months, I mean, 12 years, I'm saying 12 months and 24 and 24 months, whatever. If you had a parking, if you had a moving violation in 24 months, I would put that down just to show the company that you ain't full of shit. Because if it does come up, if you, if something happens in the courts that you didn't pay the assessment, the, what do they call the assessment, the assessment rate, and they will suspend your license for $2 for $2. And it only takes seven dollars of your hardcore memory to get online and get your abstract. Your abstract will show you before you go and do that D, uh, the MVCD form on the UPS. Huh? MVDC. MVC. What? DC. WE. MVDC. <laughs> so before you uh, do that form, you must listen. Seven dollars is not going to break you. Go to your Department of Motor Vehicle, apply to get to the extract before you go in there and make a foul mistake by saying that you didn't have no viola- no uh, violations. And Violation. then, your, yeah, your extract says differently. It's the best bet to be secure. It's only $7 on the New York State DMV and other states. Uh, I guess they have their state's uh, DMV to act, get the extract. So I encourage every, I tell everyone, please do that before you sign that piece of paper. Now going back to um, aggressive management and supervisors. Oh lord! Try, yeah. try, try, try. Yeah, it's important because it, I've seen a lot of people lose their cool, and it's very important that you just keep your cool, be calm, ask to speak to your steward. If you feel that you're being spoken to in a derogatory manner, or somebody's ha- using discrimination or you there's a lot of language in place to protect you so don't be the one that blows up back because now you made our job more difficult because now it's like you and them going back and forth instead of it just being them that's right. you know? but what are the steps what are the steps that they should take if something like that is to happen well the first thing you do is ask for your steward and you explain what it is that happened that's the first step before as soon as you feel 
any type of way, as soon as you feel like you've been, uh, uh, somebody has said something that made you, which was one unprofessional, two out of character. And if it's, a, if it's especially if it's a supervisor or manager that you don't have that type of relation with, because I know some people are friendly with management and they joke around. I, I personally don't think you should, but if you do, that's on you. Um, because they can probably get away with more messing with you back and forth than someone who doesn't have that relationship. You know what I mean? So, so once you speak to your shop steward, what happens then? Well, now once you speak, to, well, once you speak to your shop steward, then you address the situation. You're going to speak about what it is actually that happened. Let him know and how you felt about it. Let the let now you go to speak with the with the supervisor or the manager with the steward, and make your voice heard in that sense now. Which There's is no going to be a, which is going to be a he say she say type of thing, and right. all management always forget they get they get I don't know they lose they 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 uh, memory right there on the spot that they don't recall the conversation they had with you. So when before you get hostile with anything or you're gonna hit back at them make sure there's witnesses there always that shows that you were at the you know that you came out of your mouth because he came he started you know he he lit the fire uh you always make sure that you're not alone with him that's why i tell every driver out there listen to me very careful your phone is your phone you don't (laughs) the supervisors not need to call you on that phone it's it's easy access for them they could tell you whatever the fuck it is and then you're gonna fuck up somewhere and then you're gonna say he told me and then he's gonna say i never had that conversation with you let them give you the message through the diet board that's what the diet board is there for the diet board they can go back and look at the messages, what you sent him and what he sent you, and there's no back and forth there. You got all the proof in the world right there. Don't use your cell phone. It's easy access to the company. Let me tell you something. I used to never, ever, the only time I use my phone is when the center manager needed to get in contact with me because I was a shop steward, and that's the only time he could get in contact with me. He can't get in contact with me to say, hey, Go to this guy, pick up a package that he has for you. None of that shit. I let everybody do it through the diet board. And the diet board, when I send a message, as per the name of the supervisor on the remarks column, as the name of the supervisor told me to do it this way, this is, I always covered, I always, uh, did, you know, put the dot on my fucking uh, eye and. Everything, everything was, you have to do that. You have to do that. The phone is not, they don't pay you for the phone. They don't pay to use the phone. If they want to get in contact with you with a phone, tell them to give you a phone of their company so you can pick up that phone. But like I said to everyone. Yes. So after, after you sit down with the manager of the shop, steward and the supervisor, and y'all go over all of that, what happens now after, if it continues, what do you, what is your next step? Well, put in a grievance. No, you put in the grievance right there. I don't give a shit. I tell everyone, listen, if if they didn't treat you with dignity and respect, I put in the article 37 right away. away. You know why? Because, you know, at that meeting, yes, at the first meeting, I don't give a shit because there's your paper trail. You spoke about it and there's your paper trail. So as the next incident happens, you already have a paper trail that you spoke about it and he did not fix the problem. I say. Yeah. Also, Hector, he might have a paper trail already. So it's just adding to the pile because if he did it to you, he's probably done it in the past. Okay. So uh, you're just adding to the pile, which is great. 
I mean, it might be the guy's first time. So like Hector says, you start the paper trail, but it might have already happened because he's a jerk as it is. So so if you if you already put the, the grievance in the first time at the first meeting and it continues to happen, what do you do now? Listen, so, so in, in reality, listen, Make a corporate if, complaint. If, if you're if you're making a complaint to your shop steward that this uh, supervisor is is harassing you or talking down to you or not shooting you with dignity right there you should you should start your steps right there because getting a, a shop steward involved making sure somebody heard it a witness you know get everybody involved that's in that area don't ever uh find yourself alone with that supervisor when he's disrespecting you because he's gonna deny the whole shit he's gonna make you look like you're the problem he's not the problem so you you always gotta have that paper trail you have to start it off get your shop steward involved don't listen don't talk to any supervisor unless it's if, if it's going to become a discipline action or anything i mean they're going to tell you how to do things if you feel that you don't want to you know do what he says you're going to have to do it anyway because you got to follow by directive once you you feel that you don't you don't like the way he he talked to you about it. He didn't. You don't like the way he told you how to do it. He didn't. You don't like the way he instructed you how to do it. Go to your shop steward. Said, "Listen, you know, I did it because I have to follow uh, directors, but I don't like the way he talked to me. Have it on paper. Let the shop steward go in the office with the center manager and say, "Listen, you're gonna treat everyone with dignity. He he did the job. You're gonna do everything to do. And with that, here's an Article 37 to start it off." Never. So at what point do you and, call and, make a All right, so complaint? to answer your question, when the DM and labor now are involved, obviously, if they don't do anything about it, in my personal opinion, that's when I go to that's when I go corporate. If 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 BA Hector is involved, shop stewards involved, this person's been spoken to. This is not his first incident, okay? And the DM in that district and the labor manager of that district don't do anything or have anything done to that particular person for the way he's been behaving. You go corporate. I mean, I don't know. And let me. And I had issues. I had issues that occurred. And then the guy said, "Nah, you know what? I forgive him. Don't. I don't give a shit. Don't forgive the fucking supervisor because you know why? You let him go the first time. So the second time is probably going to be even worse because now he knows he can get away with it and fucking do it and continue doing it. And then you're going to come to me. You're going to come to your shop store the second time and says, I should have done it the first time. No, do it. Let it be done. You, listen, the shop stewards are the master grievers. I tell every shop steward. And when I was a shop steward, I don't give a shit if if Tony says, I don't want to grieve it, I grieve it any goddamn way because I'm the master fucking griever. And you know what? Labor came in, called, and said, well, he don't want to grieve it. I said, I don't give a fuck what he wants. I'm going to grieve it because you know what? Whatever affects him now, it's going to affect somebody else later. So I am going to fucking grieve it, and I'm going to continue with the grievance. So labor will come to you, the center manager will come to you and say, oh, don't grieve it or whatever, and you come to the shop steward and say, don't grieve it. Guess what, shop stewards? You are the master griever. Grieve it anyway because whatever it didn't, if it doesn't affect him again, it was going to affect somebody else of your brothers. Hey, hey Carl Morial. Wait, wait, hold on. The reason why I'm bringing this up hold on. is because we have a lot of people, members, part-time and full-time that are being harassed by a lot of supervisors right now. Not just now, it's been going on for a long time and they're afraid to say something. I don't know why. 
Well, but if you're listening here and they're watching now, yep. let them know that that's that's there's a method to, to it. But you try to tell these people, speak up, say something. But they don't want to say anything. They don't want to speak so up because they are afraid. About it. But this is what well, I just. Me, I know. I hear about it through another person. It'll speak to this person. But Jamie, this is exactly mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and this is exactly what I just finished saying. The guy might be pissed off at the moment, at the moment. And then all of a sudden he's good with it, and now he's not gonna put any heat on him because now he's gonna tell the supervisor, "All right, I don't want to play any complaints. All right, I'm over it." Right? At that right. moment, at that moment he's heated, but the shop steward should still grieve it and put it into but how play. How can you grieve it? Easy. How can you grieve it if Easy. you don't know what happened? Easy, because people when the have sh- to step up at exactly. some point. Exactly. Yeah. Huh? People have to step up at some point. Yeah, that's they're, what I mean. they're not Somebody willing to tell to anybody what's something. going on. What are, you, what are you going to do? Well, as right. a shop steward, it's your job to investigate also. So I'm yeah, sure the person that's saying they're not even telling you. You they're can put in the grievance. What, well, yeah, that's all right. But other people, somebody's going to say something. So you but, walk but, around, but, but you, you talk to but, everybody who was in the vicinity. You find out from that part timer or from that driver who was in the vicinity who heard such and such say something. I want to know. And then you make you put in your grievance there as the master. But let me let me tell you this, Anthony. When you when you hear stuff, people say something. But then when you do your investigation, you and you speak into the actual person, you get you get something totally different. Well, that's the whole point of doing the investigation, though, Jamie. You got to speak to as many people as you can, and you got to formulate what you think actually happened. That's our job as stewards. Because because Hector said you're the master griever. Yeah. So you want to put in a good grievance. Yeah. You don't want to just hear something and no. then put in a grievance. No. Wait, 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 wait. This is not even a money grievance. It's not no such We're thing as a, the best. Money, wait, wait, time out. Time out. Let me talk. I'm saying that you want to follow everything in paper trail. Okay. So the master griever should put it in the grievance anyway and put it in in case something happens to another member. Of this, it happens again. okay, it happens again. So, there's it, no such thing as, oh, if the grievance is good enough. Listen, if the member came up to you to tell you that he was treated with no dignity and respect, I would put that grievance in, even though the member doesn't want it. I, even though the member says, "I'm good, I lost my cool, he lost his cool, I'm good with it." No, I'm going to still grieve it. Because if that fucking supervisor does it to another member, I can fucking pull out that fucking grievance and says, you've been going around the whole fucking center fucking with guys. You need to be fixed. Labor, they need to fix this. They need to fix him or he shouldn't be here. Because if you do that, if you do that as a member and you out of, you know, you had a bad day. You come into work and you don't want to be this. You don't want You just want to do your job and you don't want to be bothered with no one at all. Correct. You go there and you say one word to that supervisor. Fuck you. What's two words? Fuck you. (laughs) That's all you had to say. And you don't really mean it because you just whatever happened outside, you bring it in. That two words right there, that supervisor will get your job. Will fucking fire you. They will call it. He three got threatened. Violence in the workplace. They'll add on some other shit. Okay, they're gonna send you to a fucking to a fitness test to see if you are on drugs. They do all that. That's what management does. So by putting in a grievance, even though it's fixed, 
it's still a record saying that this fucking manager is is a is a is a problem. Period. Yeah. Carl, you had a question. Carl, you had a question. Is that Carl back there? That's Carl Morial. He's been quiet. Here, here I am. He's covert, guys. Being, being, you know, whatever. How you feeling, Carl? I know you had COVID. How uh, you feeling? I'm feeling better. I'm, I'm wearing the mask as a flag for all the people with COVID. Um, <laughs> I wanted, Hector. I don't understand why you're holding your head already. I didn't even start. <laughs> I didn't even start talking. I can't look at you with that shit on your face. You know, it's all a right, joke. I'll, it's I'll, a fucking joke. I'll take, all right, I'll take it off. All right, I, I'm not here to upset you, Hector. <laughs> You're not I'm upsetting here, me. You're not upsetting. I'm, me. <laughs> I'm here to love. I just you. don't want to look at you. What the fuck? <laughs> right, I'm here. But I wanted to go off what you were saying before about the phone calls and stuff, man. And you know, when when guys first get hired here, their their only friend who they think is the supervisor that's training them and they exchange phone numbers and it right. and it becomes like a budding relationship. Yep. And that's where we have to stop it. That's where we have to stop the phone calls, stop the texting, stop the, you know, the buddy buddy relationship because they look to this one supervisor as like their father or mother in the company and nursing them along the way. I got that's I'm right. things about, you know, Drivers are calling other drivers about misloads. And now that we're in the month of January and peak is over, you know, everything is pretty much like the company likes to say back to normal. Meanwhile, it should be normal all year long. But now that things are back to normal and people are going to be told to, you know, deliver their off routes and not bring them back to the building and throw them on the belt and let it go back out tomorrow. These drivers don't want to deliver these off routes. So they're calling other drivers saying, hey, I got a package for you. Where can I meet you? Dude, I can't meet you anywhere. I'm not the one. I, I can't drive off my route because you called me up and told me you got a package. For me. You need to report the package. Yeah, I'm singing. I'm, I'm preaching. I'm on my soapbox, whatever you want to say. But <laughs> you can't you can't call me to set up a meet point because God forbid one of us gets into an accident on our way to that meet point. They're going to say, hey, who told you to go there? They'll see oh. it on telematics. <laughs> exactly. So now you're driving off the route for no reason. That's all I wanted to say. I wanted to agree with you, Hector, because I... Wow, you're agreeing with me? <laughs> I'm told that I'm here. You know, I was on this show a while ago just to piss you off. And, and I love you. And I'm here to agree with you. And any time I'm on this show, if I have... If I'm not agreeing with you, Hector, I'm not coming on. Oh, stop it. Stop wow. it. I don't want you to agree with me all the time. I want you to <laughs> fucking, uh, you know, that's that's what's part of the show, to disagree, to agree and disagree. You know, you have your opinion. I have mine. Right. Tony has his. Carl has, I mean, uh, Greg has his. Jamie has his. Everybody has an opinion. And you know what? All those opinions that are being heard could come up with something educational. Right. So I'm that's, I'm that's good with I that. Whatever the member, whatever the people are listening and saying, you know, oh, this guy always disagreeing with you. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because you know I I could I talk a lot of, uh, out of my ass a lot of times. So you know, and Greg is, and is Greg that knows any, that. Look, he's smiling, that motherfucker. <laughs> the truth is, anytime I ever disagreed with you on this show, it was I I truly agreed with you. I was just playing the role of the other person saying, hey, this is, you know, being that person. 
I laying it on a little heavy here, Carl. No, I really did. I think you should stop right now. A lot of time. Looking for a raise? What's what's going on? Yeah, I'm looking for a raise. But while while I have while I have the platform while I have the platform, I want to thank everybody that was involved in the United Way lawsuit. I got my settlement paper yesterday. And uh, I hope that whatever information anybody has on this case, we can push this nationwide and get everybody who was robbed their money back. Because, you know, you, you, I, you know, I, the crazy shit about with the amount, you know, the crazy on, shit about Anthony, you didn't tell them that we're going to do that at the end of the show. Yeah. So. Well, he's part of it. Wait, wait. But he's part of it. That's why he talked about it. He's part of that right, lawsuit. Man. So and Jamie, I, if you look at the time, we're almost at the end of the show. I there didn't you go. Say yeah. this. Perfect, perfect timing, Carl. Perfect. Fifteen timing. minutes oh, in, Jamie. Bad, Hector. I was I'm about sorry. to start making an. It's, it's that he was fifteen minutes early today. That's why he's oh, he's, okay. he's all fucked up right <laughs> Everything's now. Everything's pushed back. 15, <laughs> exactly. So that part of that lawsuit, the United Way, is crazy. That when we see names on that list, and a lot of names are supervisors. That we yeah, did, really that became supervisors, at, you know, oh, wow. that became supervisors. So, you know, we have to give them part of that fucking money because back then they were union guys and then they became supervisors and they're part of that fucking uh, lawsuit. And we have to give them, you know, by law, we have to give them that 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 settlement. Wow. In the dark. Maybe, maybe, maybe they moved and the paper will get lost and they won't get anything. No, yeah, we can't. Say, let's, let's hope they don't, they don't. If they're in management now, their listen, money should go how much I hate, the How much I hate the company, I'm just, I, I, I can't do that. I mean, it is <laughs> what it any, is. Any management that's getting any money, you should be donating to a cause with whatever you get. United, uh, no, United Way. That was their supervisor Not United Way. <laughs> Not United Way. That was uh, the supervisor initiation fee. But um, Anthony, are we are we able to speak about? Because we was just talking about supervisors and management being disrespect, unprofessional to people. Unprofessional, right? Are we able to speak about the two supervisors that left a member out on the cold streets in Long Island somewhere? Well, well, I don't well you can talk about the ins- you, yeah, right. right. You could talk about the the scenario, but don't it's, talk about any names and what locate. You know, let's Long just Island, say this. Long Island. If you're ever a driver and you is it are an left open, stranded, is it an open va- is it an open uh, investigation? Yeah, that's why I don't yeah. want to. Let's just let's yeah, just so talk about if let, you're in let a position. Yeah. Let's just talk about if you're ever in a position where you're left on the side of a road on a really cold day by a management. How would you handle it? Uber. <laughs> Who was that? Was a question for me? Yeah, that was a question. Ha- if how would I, you Uber, handle it? If let's I say was, some what? supervisor left you on the side of the road. Told you basically whatever and just drove off. A union member, a, a driver, a, a union help? driver, okay. a union driver. I will call a fucking Uber. Uh-huh. I will call a Uber because it's a record of the Uber. Take me right to the center, get the receipt that he'll pay for whatever Uber I use. I don't give a fuck where I'm at. If it costs a hundred dollars, it's gonna they're gonna pay a hundred dollars. But I Hold won't on. stand I'm- there and just say, "What the fuck am I gonna do?" I will wait, call wait. a Uber or some kind of transport that that costs money. Don't get on the bus that it only costs two dollars. What I don't know <laughs> how much is the bus fare call now. Limo. Call hmm? limo. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Call Uber XL. Exactly. Yeah, XL. Get the biggest, the biggest fucking Uber, the fucking the the SUV type shit. 
and mm-hmm. and go to your center in that SUV in style and get the receipt, and that motherfucker's gonna pay for it. Let me ask a question, and if it and if it goes beyond the scope, then don't answer it. Obviously, was this uh, before the eight hours or after the eight hours? No one, uh, and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say matter. why. It means no something. one knows, but if it was okay. before the eight hours, he's gonna get his eight hours guaranteed. He's gonna get his eight hours guaranteed. You know, so it's a lot of things, and you know, and. You're gonna put harassment grievance in right after that. You're gonna put over over supervising harassment, intimidation, all Straight that up, shit. All the stuff in Article Thirty Seven. Exactly. Everything so when, in it. So when he says, "I didn't do that," you have the Uber receipt, you have the grievance, you have everybody involved, and now you go after. We'll go after that fucking supervisor. Or if you're a good friend, you hop on the on the route next to you, and you you're its helper. And get a ride back to the building with him. Well, you don't want to make that decision. You don't want to. Uh, now, now you're in, kind now of. You're putting that person so in the call. reason I brought up the. I, the, I say that lightheartedly, guys. The the reason I bring up that from the beginning, the whole uh, aggressive supervisor was in in essence some of what happened there. And I want everybody to know that no matter how a supervisor tries to intimidate or tries to harass or treat you without dignity, without respect, don't stoop to their level. Because I always explain it like this. Uh, I know some people watch basketball. So I look at it as, as long as they're the ones doing all the nastiness, the ball is in your court. The minute you start feeding it back, now you put the ball back in their court. It's kind of going back and forth. You don't want that. You want the ball to stay in your court. You want to play, be able to play offense. And you want to be able to keep them from being able to have an argument. So the minute you start fighting back and the minute you get discouraged or disgruntled and you want to punch him in the face and you do, obviously that's violence in the workplace, so it's not looking good for you. You start talking back to him using discriminatory language uh, and nasty derogatory words, they're going to use that also against you. So your best bet is to let him do what he's going to do. Again, go to your steward, explain your story, tell him what happened. Like Hector said, put in the paperwork, put in the grievance. And let it handle it and let them handle it at the top level of the business agent, labor, and DM. Let them deal with it in that sense. Don't ever, ever lose your cool because there's no reason to it. There's no reason for you to get, even though he's being a jerk, just let it go and file the paperwork because, again, the ball is in your court. If you didn't do anything wrong and he's the one doing everything wrong, the ball is in your court. I've noticed a lot of these managers, they'd rather you get all. Oh upset yeah, and pissed oh yeah. Off. That's so what you're purpose. looking for. Yeah. Yeah. You're letting them know calm, that they can push your buttons. Right. Yep. When you're calm, yeah. it pisses them. Drives off. them crazy. That's why I just. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was a big problem. I, you know. Oops. Doing Listen, the best I can. The Doing whole. The best I can. The whole thing is management is not your friend. I don't care if the guy was your 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 compadre as a. As a driver, next route to you, you had lunch together for the longest time. Once he crossed that line to management is a whole different story. They went into the dark side. I call it the dark side. Once they in the dark side, they, as a friend of yours back then, he's going to tell them all your bad habits that you were doing as a driver when he was a driver. 
He's not your friend. They went to become management. They fucking brain fucked them to say, you know, now you're 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 a supervisor. Now the 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 guy, the members are the ones who's gonna try to get your job. So you got to try to get their job. So they're not your friends. I don't give a shit if they crossed over after seven years of being in the same route next to you. They are not your friends. Don't consider that your friends. I had a family member who was who was a, a part time supervisor. We just agreed never to talk about work. All right, real quick, it's the point of the show now, 353. We're going to make a few I, announcements. I just got to play something real quick because everybody's going to feel the same way I feel when they hear this. I don't know about you, but I want to go to work tomorrow. I love it. You're working tomorrow, Anthony? Yes, sir. It's Sunday. You don't want to go to work. To five. I'm a nine to five tomorrow. Uh, listen, we got the New York TDU chapter meeting coming up for everybody in local 804 who's interested in seeing what TDU is about and who's interested in, in learning a little bit about what TDU is. Um, you know, come on down. Teams is for Democratic Union. They'll be there Sunday, January 30th at our hall from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. 3421 Review Avenue. I hope 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. Damn, that's a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah, it's 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay, sorry. there you go. <laughs> 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Also, I want to say, you know, uh, we want to give our heartfelt condolences. As always, we lost a member the other day, uh, Victor Acevedo. Uh, he was from 43rd Street, a long time. Uh, he was actually a marathon runner. He had run in a few marathons. He was in, like, tip-top health. Unfortunately, he passed away. And, um, you know, we just want to say sorry to his family. Our hearts, thoughts, and prayers go out to his family, his friends, his UPS co-workers, brothers, sisters. You know, um, I know it affected one of our members that he knew him for a long time. Rocky DePaulo. One of our uh, trustees actually put on a post. I'd like to say it if that's okay. He said, good evening, members. Please take care of your health. We have excellent health benefits. There's no reason for members not to go for yearly physicals. Please go get your colonoscopies, endoscopies, EKGs, prostate exams, stress tests, sleep apnea. Get all the the tests done. Check your blood pressure regularly and get blood work done. Just because you you look lean and healthy doesn't mean you are. Take care of yourself. Your family and loved ones rely on you. Do it for them. Apparently, someone can be can have blocked arteries and not ever even know it. That is the reason for this post, and that's by Rocky DePaulo. Thank you, Rocky. That was a, I felt I had to put it out there. It was a heartfelt message. It affected me, and I'm going for all the tests. No bullshit. Thank you, Rock. I'm actually going for my first colonoscopy. As scary as it sounds, it will be done in March. I went for my sleep apnea test. I just went and did a sleep study. Uh, Friday night into Saturday morning it was very interesting. Hector put me on to that a while back and I kept telling him I'm never going to do it. Wife was complaining about a little snoring in the bedroom. She said she may have thought she heard me stop breathing once or twice. I said, you know what? After all this stuff that's happening, Rocky's message and ha- hearing how Hector sleeps like a baby now with his uh, CPAP machine. Um, I'm going to try it. So I did my sleep study uh, again, doing all that stuff. It's just important. You have the benefits. You work for the company. You have a union that gives you these opportunities. Do them. Like Rocky says, you know, your family depends on you. Your family relies on you. So, you know, just just take care of yourself. Yeah, the sleep apnea is, I I didn't, I I was, uh, 
crazy about, you know, I didn't get enough sleep. I thought I was, you know, you think you're having uh, eight hours sleep, uh, you're but you're not, you're not, you're not. When they did the study, I was only having 15 minutes of sleep time. I was always fucking tired. I mean, if you're always tired and you know that you go to bed at eight o'clock at night and you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and you still feel tired, something is wrong. You're not, you're not taking the sleep that, you know, your heart you know, works for you, uh, works for you when you are sleeping. So if you stop breathing and when you when you jump up, that's your heart, jump, you know, starting up again. And that's what's what's happening to me in sleep apnea. Uh, let me tell you something. Ever since that machine and ever since the study, I've been sleeping like a baby. I've been dreaming now. I love to dream. And back then, I wasn't dreaming because I wasn't getting enough sleep to dream. And now that I do have uh, uh, the, the machine and I did the study, uh, it's been, it's been, I, I haven't been tired. I, you know, I You're go much through more the, mellow now, too. Very quiet, calm. Who, me? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, that's. I need to go on another test for that one. That's called anger <laughs> management, <laughs> which also the union pays for with the uh, uh, Teamsters services that we have. Uh, we have a lot of services. If you guys don't understand, uh, in, in your locals, you have a lot of services that you can use. And uh, if you try to, you know, if you're thinking of committing suicide, we have services for that. If you have, uh, you know, voices in your head and, and uh, any kind of service, the Teamsters have uh, in, in local 804, we have this thing called Teamster services that everyone is is included in your insurance. They don't worry about that shit because everybody always worry. I don't want to get help because it's going to cost me. Uh, we have a lot of services that will uh, benefit the membership. Just reach out to your business agent. Reach out to your. Uh, it could be all confidential. No one has to know. And the first step, uh, the first step of fixing whatever problem you have is you know, admitting to it, to yourself, and that uh, you're going to get help, and there is help out there. You're not going to run into a, a dead-end wall, a brick wall. The union's here to help you with all those benefits that you have, and take advantage of them, please. Another person who passed away recently, uh, one of Labor's heroes, uh, a man from Labor Notes who is highly regarded as a mentor for people like Bernie Sanders, a mentor to Mr. Ken Paff of TDU, was uh, Mike Parker. Uh, Mike Parker finally passed away. Uh, he was told about a year ago, I believe, that he had a year left to live and he continued to fight and help out in any way he can in the labor movement. Um, this man did a lot uh, for labor and uh, we just wanna say, you know, he will be missed. Uh, his work lives on through us. And, um, you know, again, our condolences to him, his family, and all the lives that he's touched over the years and has helped in this labor movement. Mike Parker, you are the man. Thank you for everything. And with um, that, our show is coming to an end. It's 4 o'clock here in the East Coast. I don't know. Uh, I, I want to thank Jacqueline from the East Coast, a, a local thir uh, 1932. For from the West Coast. From the West Coast. I said East Coast or West Coast? You say East. Okay, so the West Coast, uh, local uh, 1932. She's with the uh, Teamsters United Sisters. That uh, is a good a cause for all the uh, sisters out there that you want to get involved with the union. Please contact Jackie. They go the shirt right there with Greg Corrick. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. I mean, we had a, quite a bit of listeners here on the Mixler, on Zoom, on Facebook. We had a, a lot of comments. And we got to keep this going. We got to educate each other and understand what's going on in the in the IBT. You're gonna get it here from Union Power Radio. You're gonna get it from any other social medias. You know, uh, Greg put up a, a Facebook page called Hub Media, right? That's what it's called, Hub Media or Media it's Hub. Just Media Hub. Media Hub, the other way around, and. That's actually a good platform that a lot of people that are educating with different scenarios and different locals and different. You can go there, sign up. Uh, you you get approved right away to to get educated because that's what it was all about: is educating the members of what's going on in the IBT and the local union. Tony. Uh, again, thank you all. I mean, we appreciate all the love that we have received. Um, we get emails and texts all the time from uh, if you have any questions or just email. Uh, where do we you get the emails at? Uh, yeah. Also, I want to say if anyone Craig did it and I put it on uh, rotation on, on, on the radio show when it's live all the, all week. I put that Craig says when he's not singing in the car in the car, he's listening to the Union Power Radio. Please send me your your the only your, one who followed the directions. Just yeah, for the record. Exactly. Exactly. The only, only one, one who listened to you would exactly. follow the direction. So if everyone that's listening, please. If that's you not send, true. Our yeah. brother Eugene Braswell, he who did. we had a verses with, did a really good one too. Yeah, he did. He, he's uh, he's on rotation also. But I want to rotate everyone that's in the union and saying, uh, hey, when I'm not doing this, I'm listening to Union Power Radio. Yes, we would you love can to send it to you. you can send it to my uh, text message. You can record it on your phone and send it right to my text message at three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five, or you can send it to the email, which is the what the heck show at aol.com. That's right, and a big shout out to the U- the Euclid Teachers Association. They might be going on strike soon. They delivered and. Uh, 10-day strike notification and they might be going on strike they are they've been working without a contract for more than 130 days and they are done so good luck to the eta i hope you guys get it done um good luck over there and solidarity and also Uh, i want to i want to put it out there if if someone sends me a nice created one you'll get one of these a union union power radio sweatshirt Nice. And I'll send it directly to you free of charge. Just but you right. gotta be very creative though. Let's be creative with it. We like creativity. So here's the ending of the show song. <laughs> As always, everybody, stay united, solidarity. We're here to put the you back in union.
Radio. Every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. Power Radio, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.